Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are locked on Jets. Your daily podcast on the New York Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This Thursday episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. iTunes, Audio Boom, and Spotify are your options. And please give the show a good review. Today is Thursday, which means it's mailbag day here on the Locked On Jets podcast. These are questions submitted to us from the comment section of gangreennation.com and emailed to me. So let's jump right in, and we'll start with a question that's emailed actually pertaining to yesterday's episode, where we talked about five good finds the Jets had. It, it does look like Bowles and McCagnan are establishing themselves this year. I thought they were both in over their head coming into the season. It would be a great plus if we could come out of the season with a firmly established head coach and GM. As far as the five finds, I think you should make it seven. Curse and Curley have done well, and I think they would they would be a strong asset for a rookie quarterback next year. They both seem to have picked up the system well and no drops. Neither one is 30 years old yet. The argument that they're taking snaps away from rookies could be made, but Hanson and Stewart need to earn more playing time. Do you see a spot for one or both of these guys going into next year with a rookie quarterback? Well, there's a very good reason that it was five and not seven, is that the five guys I named are all guys who are on rookie type contracts. These are very young players, and you can say that Curse and Curley are both under 30, but they're both established veterans in this league, and their level of play really is not that high. I mean, they're good enough to be in the league, but they're not really impact guys, and I mean, to the extent they're role players, they're they're low role players. Um, Curse, you have a guy who's, I mean, Curse is 27, so that's it's not that old, but it's also not that young. He's on pace for a shade under 800 receiving yards this year. And Curley, uh, Curley had a good game against New England uh, on Sunday. But for all of his fanfare right now, and this has been kind of the story of Jeremy Curley's career, where Curley gets a lot of praise for this fan base. And he's, he's not terrible. I mean, he's okay. But for all of, like the fanfare around Jeremy Curley right now, he's on pace for like 500 receiving yards. So you know, you talk about high end receiver play. You know, you talk about receivers to be excited about. Think two years ago, Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker, the performance you got out of those guys. I mean, what you're getting out of these guys is really not that great. I think this is maybe this is pretty much a bottom tier receiving core right now with this team. It's one of the weakest receiving cores in the league. There's no receiver who's in the top 30 in yardage. It's not It's not a very good passing attack right now, to be honest with you. I think what you have with Curly and Curse, you have two guys who are big fish in small ponds. In Curse, you have a guy whose cap number is going up next year from $2.2 to $5 million. So with all this said... It, 
even with the cap space the Jets have, it's going to be difficult to totally overhaul their wide receiver position. So I imagine one of these guys will probably be back. But I think these are guys who are probably number four options, maybe number three options in a good passing attack. So in an ideal world, I think I'd like to improve, upgrade on both of them. And yeah, I mean, the argument people make is, well, young guys have to earn their way onto the field. But again, this is not Marshall Decker two years ago. I always like setting the bar high for young players. I like say, you know, giving them something really, you know, a really high bar that they have to beat to get onto the fields. I mean, could these young guys produce what Curse and Curly have done? I think it's possible. It's particularly Curly, who you know is making some clutch catches, but really is not all that productive. He's not really as productive as people are making him out to be. Next question, Todd Bowles team is playing hard for Bulls, and he seems to be improving as a coach. Extend him through 2020 or not? I, I think it's too early to talk about extensions. We need to see how this season plays out. We don't know how how this season's going to... Six weeks, I just think six weeks is too early. And I think Bowles is doing a good job. I agree with you. I think Bowles is doing a good job. The team is playing hard for him. It's been... A, I think this has been... I told you the other day, I think this is one of the best coaching jobs in the league so far this season. Because this team really doesn't have much talent. This is not a case where we underestimate, where we really underestimated the Jets' talent. You don't really have high-end performance. The wide receiver position we just talked about is a great. Is the first thing I think about. Where you don't have a guy in the top thirty in yardage in the league. I mean, you have a thirty-eight-year-old quarterback who's making mistake after mistake. How this team is three and three is a testament to coaching. It's a tremendous job by Todd Bowles so far. But that said. Only six weeks of the season. Let's see how the last ten weeks of this. Let's see how the last ten games of the season play out before we discuss extension. And I'm not even convinced you extend bowls. Everybody says you you can't let a coach go into the last year of his contract, and I don't understand why you can't. The idea is that the players aren't going to play hard if things go wrong, and they know the coach may be fired, but. There are plenty of situations in the league where the coach is under contract for two years and the players know that the coach getting fired is a distinct possibility if things go wrong. So I don't understand the line of thinking that says you can't have a coach coach into the last year of his contract. And we'll, we'll see what happens the rest of the year. We'll see whether Bulls earns an extension, but I do think it's probably too early for that. Next question. Is there any reason that we shouldn't cut Muhammad Wilkerson right now. I say cut because I can't imagine anybody trading for him with his current contract. Don't we end up with on the hook for his contract if he gets a serious injury? Well, I think there's a very good reason you, you don't cut Wilkerson right now, and it's his reputation is that, look, for as poor as his play has been so far this season, this is still a guy who's been in, an all-pro twice. So the question is, what's more likely? And I don't think it's particularly likely that Wilkerson is going to turn things around. I think it was going to happen. It was going to happen this New England game where the, that would light a fire under, under him. And it just hasn't happened. But what's more likely? That Wilker, that a guy who's a former star in this league figures out a way to turn it around and play really effective football? Or that whatever guy you sign off the street to replace him plays really effective football? And for me, I think the answer is pretty clear. The answer is that you're not expecting Wilkerson to turn it around, but it's much more likely that Wilkerson goes out and plays well than some guy you sign off the street. Now, in the offseason, the question changes a bit because you're going to be able to create a lot of new cap space, so the question will be, what's more likely? Will Wilkerson turn it around, or can you use the cap space you created to sign somebody who's going to be more effective? And then 
the offseason, I think the answer is probably going to be that you'll be able to use that cap space to find somebody better than Wilkerson. So the question changes a little bit in the offseason. But for right now, I think that there's no real reason to cut Wilkerson. I think you just have to play it out and hope that he turns it around. Maybe you reduce a snap some until he starts playing better. But I think it's too just too early. I mean, I don't see any real sense in letting him go at this point. I think you're not really gaining anything out of it. You know, since we started this podcast, people have been looking for advice, and sometimes it's what team to pick that week. Do you have the Patriots or Steelers? Do you have Chicago or Detroit? Well, where you are betting is just as important as who you are betting on, so think about going to mybookie.ag. MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, just two business days. You know who's going to win, right? So lay down some cash and wait, win big today. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate your offer. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Next question Cousins or Garoppolo, do you think instead of setting out to tank for a quarterback, the Jets were really trying to free cap space and develop a young team, so this offseason they are positioned to go after Cousins or Garoppolo? I'm not sure the Jets were ever really tanking, to be honest with you, as much as we may joke about it. I think the Jets just understood that they could not win this with the roster that they had, so they had to let guys go, and they realized they could not build that great of a roster this season. I think they've been trying to develop a young team, and I think you know the team certainly is not going out and losing games on purpose the way the idea of a tank would suggest. I don't know that they're necessarily interested in Cousins or Garoppolo. I mean, everybody seems to think Cousins is either going to end up San Francisco or Washington. So... And uh, do you really want to pay Cousins that the amount of money it's going to take to land him? Because Cousins may end up being the highest-paid quarterback in the league when all is said and done. He's not the best quarterback, but quarterbacks usually don't hit the open market with multiple bidders. So you really want to bid against those two teams? And uh, I'll tell you, you eat up a lot of the cap space. And Garoppolo, we don't really know what Garoppolo is. Garoppolo's made a lot of... uh, gotten a lot of hype off of pretty much one and a half good games so I, I don't really know what he is yet and I know guys you draft you're in a similar spot because you know they've, they've never played in the NFL but I, I think the draft is the way to go I think the draft is most more often than not the way to go I mean every now and then you'll see a team like New Orleans pick up Drew Brees and free agency and it'll work out but really you have to build through the draft and you, you almost always have to find your quarterback through the draft so I think the Jets probably will draft a quarterback this year, but part of it probably depends on where their their final draft position is. So I think that's something that comes into play as well. We'll need to wait and see more. My guess would be that the Jets would probably be more apt to draft a quarterback than to sign one of these free agents, particularly particularly Cousins. I I think Cousins is a big reach. Cousins is going to make way too much money for how good he is. I mean, the guy is really not even a top-ten quarterback. Next question, uh, Saquon Barkley or Bryce Love, the two running backs, their prospects. Uh, Barkley plays at Penn State, Love at Stanford. I'll admit that I haven't studied Love that closely, but I think it's going to be tough for me to not answer Saquon Barkley. 
a couple of weeks ago, I heard ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet talk about how Saquon Barkley reminds him of Reggie Bush, and I thought that's crazy. And I, you know, you have to remember it's back to Reggie Bush and college. Reggie Bush may have been the greatest, one of the greatest college players to ever set foot on the field. Every time the guy touched the ball, he was a threat to score, and he could do it from anywhere. He could do it receiving, he could do it rushing, he could do it returning. He could he, pretty much any time. You never wanted to step away from the TV when Reggie Bush was on the field. And I thought that that's, you know, it's almost crazy to say that about somebody. But then I thought about it a little bit. And, you know, Barkley really is that kind of talent. Barkley's unbelievable. I mean, you, you watch this kid at Penn State. I mean, it's just, you, you when Penn State's on the TV, you just you don't change the channel because he's on there. And I, I get the, um, the Reggie Bush comparisons about college, because I know Reggie Bush was kind of a disappointment in the pros. He, he had a career. He had, he had an NFL career, but he was just an okay back, whereas he was supposed to be the next LaDainian Tomlinson. He was supposed to be the next great back in the NFL. And, I mean, there were even Gale Sayers comparisons, and it really did not pan out for Reggie Bush. But I think at, right now, Barkley, but as you know, my opinion is always subject to change because you get more chances to watch these guys. And right now you're really watching them mostly on Saturday. And when you're watching a game live, it's very difficult to key in on one player because you don't get to watch plays multiple times and see everything that happened around you. You don't get to see blocking schemes. You don't get to, you don't get to rewind, watch. Kind of like, One of the things I like to do when it, when it comes to a prospect especially is to watch plays multiple times, see where everything's happening on the field so I can kind of see the play through their eyes, understand that this guy did that, that guy did that, that's why Barkley did this. And we haven't I haven't really had the chance to do that even with Barkley yet, but I, I tell you, Barkley, man, that guy is a heck of a football player. That is, I, as I want to see, I think the Jets need to take a quarterback this year. The Jets need to find their quarterback this year, but I'm not going to be complaining if Barkley ends up being the guy they take in the first round. We can maybe look at the quarterback a little later. Thanks for tuning in today. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to this show through iTunes, Audio Boom, and Spotify, and please give the show a good rating. Hope you have a great Thursday. We'll be back again on Friday. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At MetroPCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to MetroPCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. MetroPCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.